Hello everyone and welcome to Just Talk with Joe Meyer. I am your host, Joe Meyer, and thank you for having me into your life today, into your home, into your eardrums, <laughs> and uh, I'm just here today to um, bring you another episode. I know last week I did not bring one, unfortunately, I'm sorry, um, time got the best of me, and um I didn't have access to record at that point, so I really wanted to take the time to continue to um, record for everyone here today and just, you know, say hello and tell you what's going on and finding another topic that we're going to talk about today. And uh, But let me first start off by saying um, just the last two weeks have been great, okay? They haven't been bad at all. Um, as many of you know, I started a new job, and um, it's been going great. Um, a lot of training, a lot of information, which is perfectly natural. <laughs> um, but the people are really nice. The trainers are really great trainers in my eyes, and everybody's just been wonderful. So I'm really looking forward to learning each day, being a part of this organization, being part of this team, and expanding my skill set you know for many of you who listen to me or even read my blogs um, you'll know that I am a major advocate for self-learning and just learning in general you know I think it's really important that we all take the time to learn something whether it's going through like a Udemy course which I'm going through as we speak I'm, I'm trying to learn um, web design which I actually been trying to learn it for a while now I take a class I complete it you know I do some of the steps and assignments and I make websites um, but some of the information is really quite complex and it's only because I don't practice every day so I know all our lives are pretty hectic um, my life gets pretty hectic because obviously I work two jobs. I teach at night, plus I have my full-time job, plus I have my family, and I still want to leave time to do my writing and editing in my book in the evenings if I feel um, I have enough energy because sometimes I actually don't um, spend time with the family and uh, spend time with my, you know, my uh, mother-in-law's here from El Salvador, so she's been with us since March and. Um, she you know kind kind of got stuck here because of the pandemic but eventually she's going to go back when the country opens up um but it's 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 been okay you know it's been stressful like anybody else being at home all the time um having this sense of fear when you walk out you want to make sure that you stay away from certain people who don't wear masks um to protect yourself and that's the only thing we can do right now social distancing wear your mask and um, get past this pandemic, get past Corona, COVID-19, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Please do not call it the um, China virus or anything like that. I, I, I don't know. I kind of find it offensive when people attach things to that and when our president actually makes up certain names that are really offensive to the Chinese people. Okay. And, um, you know, you'll see about me that I do have a political voice that I've been getting much much more better at at speaking about my political views right um, I, I really don't like to, to talk about it too much in a sense because people tend to take things so darn personal 
you know, and I really don't want that, you know, I know politics is a very sensitive subject. I know we all have a view on who we feel should be running a country, running our state, running our local, um, you know, cities, you know, um, and in many cases, we, we don't always agree with them. You know, we don't agree with how they're running things. You know, all I could say is that if you feel you can do better, go run. Go run for office. That is part of our Constitution, right? To run for office. And some of you may say, well, I just that's crazy. What, what am I going to offer, huh? What am I going to do? How am I? Who's going who's gonna to want me? Well, you never know, right? You just never know. If you have good ideas and you're willing to work for the people and you're willing to be a public servant for the people and get things done, go for it. I'm, I'm going to tell you this. It's probably not as easy as we all think it is. Like, oh, here's a button. I'm just going to press it, and boom, this is going to be done. Um, there's a lot of moving parts involved, you know, in bureaucracy and government, right? So I try not to get mad. You know, we have our own leaders here in California that I don't perfectly agree with. I, I kind of wonder, well, what the hell are they doing? What, what, what are they doing for our state? You know, what are they doing for the people? You really don't see it. I, I'm sure it, handle, it happens underneath the surface of things, but I, I really don't see it. You know, you just see uh, even our, our state government, um, not just our state, excuse me, our um, federal government, like the Senate and the House, bickering, fighting, not getting things done, um, pretty much just hating each other with a passion. You know, so... Um, Politics is one of those areas I probably wouldn't have a, a thick enough skin for, to be honest with you. Um, so I I don't know. You never know when I get older. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, anything's possible, right? Um, I think we all should care about the direction of our state, which I live in California. We should all care about the direction of our country. We should all care about the position that we have in this in the world. You know, I know many of those out there could care less. Like, well, what do I care what France thinks of the United States? What do I care what China thinks or Europe? You know, they, they're they all the way thousands of miles away. What do I care? Well, you know, they many of them are our allies, okay? Some of them are our enemies, you know, I'm sorry to say. You know, some of them are becoming our enemies with the way we've treated them in the past. And who knows what's going to happen, right? So some people are completely against that you know hey we shouldn't have any relationships with any country at all well you know what we're a global nation we're a globalized you know world so we all need to kind of be able to get along right work together for the better man a betterment of mankind right and although you know as a christian um Jesus is going to be the one who's going to make things right one day um, he is going to put things in place and put the world where it should be right um, but that we don't know when that's gonna happen right it could be tomorrow it could be years from now we don't know when he's coming back um, we really don't but we do see times that are happening right now with the signs of the times right so many Christians including myself believe that we are eventually going to come to the end times and so if you're not sure what that is definitely read up on your Bible read some prophecy read about what kind of situations are going to take place um, many of the countries that we're conflict we have conflict with today 
are in the Bible, like Russia, for instance. Um, you'll also notice that the United States is not in the Bible. You know, for whatever reason, whatever reason God left us out of the Bible. China's in the Bible. You know, obviously Jerusalem, Israel, Syria, you know, countries in the Middle East, Europe, you know. So they're there. They have a purpose. Um, it's a little scary that we are the United States is not there, but there's could be a couple explanations for that. One, we just you know lose our status in this in this world, like what Rome did. We just disappear off the face of the earth. Um, God destroys America. Who, who knows, right? <laughs> right now we have this plague, and many that wouldn't want to call that that, but it's a pandemic. It's a virus, right? Deadly, and the big talk is oh well yeah it's been 140,000 people died so far in the United States right there's I think 4 million cases of COVID and I'm not sure if that's just in the United States the world whatnot um, but that's a lot right and you know there, there are all these people who um, out there including Christians who feel like it's just one big flu right oh it's gonna just it's gonna pass it's gonna go away um those who get it they're gonna be fine um but 140,000 people and continues to go up is a lot of people you know i know it's about what one percent of our country which we're about 330 million people and and, and from the scope of things 140,000 may not seem like a, it's a big people out of a chunk of a 330 million people but this thing is not over yet you know, it's it it can mutate, it can get worse. So who knows what's going to happen, right? Um, we shall see. I mean, the world companies working on a, a vaccine as we speak. Most likely, it won't come until the end of the year, or beginning of next year. Um, and then it's going to see who's who's. Who's it going to be made available to, right? Obviously, not everyone's going to get COVID, and you know it's not going to happen. But a good majority of people will if they don't protect themselves, okay? And many times you see people now, especially in uh, California, Los Angeles, going to parties, you know, getting COVID. Los Angeles is is a major hotspot right now. Which thank God I'm not there. I I don't live in Los Angeles County anymore. But I did live there a few years ago, so I thankful I don't live there anymore. I would be, my fear would be on a higher level at that point, right? So, but anyways, you know, politics of today, right? <laughs> World events, you know, what's going on with other countries, right? Well, you know, and in, in the beginning of when you first start reading my going through my podcast and I apologize I'm a little tired today I had a long day so if I seem tired <laughs> it's because I am you know the sun um, being outside for a little bit kind of just you know you know what it does to you it just kind of makes you a little sleepy kind of wears you down but it feels good at the same time right so um, I didn't I don't really sleep that often like I once did because I have to get up early take my wife pick her up from work um, and that we just do that for safety reasons you know make sure she's okay um, but you know I usually have to get up at 2 30 in the morning and go pick her up you know so it, it disrupts my sleep to be honest um, but once I get up I go to the park I take a nice walk 
I enjoy the sun, the breeze, the trees. I wear a mask, of course, and come home and, and start my day, you know. Um, Sundays are usually filled with, you know, taking my walk. I watch my online Sunday service. And um, I typically watch Calvary Chapel Downey. So I've been a, a parishioner from that church for many years. Um, that's where... I, uh, that's where I became saved in 2008 okay it's always been my considered my home church my second church would be um, Calvary Chapel or Transformation Calvary in Rancho Cucamonga you know so that's my second choice and I wouldn't say there's one is better than the other it's just I do tend to listen to both on Sunday you know um, because you know those moments that I listen to the word of God it uplifts me it gives me motivation it gives lifts my spirits to what's everything that's going on in the world today and i really do need that going into the week and i encourage anybody you know that to do that it doesn't necessarily have to be church although if it is that's great it can just be other things that will motivate you to uplift you before the week starts right because things are pretty bad right now you know we have over 20 million out of work you know we have our um, senate and house who's trying to create a new deal and and create a new deal and they are not going to come to any agreement probably anytime soon but i hope there is to help the people that are really going to suffer because there is probably going to be a great deal of evictions going out right um, coming soon right so people being protected from eviction were protected for a certain period of time but you know people need money people need to survive if they don't have a job and all those many do get unemployment that's one of the big talking points is well how much extra unemployment will will we all get right um, Congress Primarily, the Senate is just trying to put a the kaput on that, or give much considerably less because they said it de-incentivized people to going back to work. Right? Well, you know, people will go have to go back to work regardless. People know that they cannot live off so uh, excuse me, Social Security. <laughs> Sorry, getting those confused, people. Um, off unemployment, you know, um, they know it's not going to it's going to eventually end. And, you know, people generally are just trying to protect themselves. They are looking for a moment when things are going to get better. It doesn't appear that way right now, you know. I'm thankful to have a job, you know. I'm thankful to have two jobs. I'm thankful my wife has a job, you know. And we have some money, but um, not everybody has that. And it's been a struggle for me. And I'm, I feel like I've been struggling for years just to get to this point in my life. And um, and I don't need someone to disrupt that, you know. And I know. Every, there are many things that are going on in other people's lives that are pretty much disrupting their lives right now. Stru disrupting, excuse me. I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. But um, eventually the country will get back. Who knows, right? There's just a lot of division, a lot of hate a lot of protesting which there's nothing necessarily wrong with protesting but there's just a lot going on right now in our country right so let's
change the subject, right? So let's let's try to talk to some about a little bit more positive note, right? Um, so what could we talk about, right? I mean, we have a lot to talk about. Um, we have, you know, Bigfoot. We could talk about Bigfoot again, right? We could talk about skinwalkers, chupacabra. We could talk about um, what else? What dogman? You know. Um, you know, there's just a lot to talk about. I, I don't want this show to be just about politics. Although politics are are going on in our life every day, you know, um, we need to make sure that we talk about things that uplift us, you know, um, like getting a new job. And many times I write about that, you know, like just today I was writing for the need to live, the need to live, which is a blog that I write for um, it's not my own it's not my personal blog but it, it's actually more geared for students and today was like how to handle the first time job jitters or how to handle that new job jitters excuse me and you know most of us when we start a new job we feel nervous naturally we want to do well um, we feel nervous about who's going to guide us who's going to manage us who our co-workers are and you know if we're going to be able to learn everything that they're going to be able to teach us and I just tell people you know relax take your time don't rush you're going to be okay breathe everybody breathe and um, the thing is that it is hard because many suffer through what's called imposter syndrome where you feel like just like what it sounds like you feel like an imposter like I don't belong here these people are gonna figure me out like I lied to them or something and that's not the case right we have to remember when we get hired for a job and they hire us somebody else hires us is because they believe we can do it and so we have to believe ourselves. we have to believe in ourselves that we can do the job as well right and that's very important um, I talk about so many different topics let's see um, if I had to check out what I'm, what kind of topics I was going to talk about, let's see now if I can pull something up here. One second. Let me see something real quick here. So let me tell you a little bit about some of the subjects that I've taught, I've actually wrote about. So today, I wrote about how to handle new job jitters, be kinder during these stressful times, to name a few, why hate is not the answer, we can do better, will going to college always lead to a better life, accepting yourself in the world today, um... The loss of enjoyment in these times and how to get it back. Losing your job in a pandemic and how to recover. Get the best out of your life's path, to name a few. So I've written quite a few, you know, of these. I've been doing this for about a year now. I had a one-year contract, which is up now and just finished. Um, and so I wrote about 48 blogs. So that's a lot. <laughs> in addition to writing my own blogs you know um, which are a little bit they're, they're different tone um, let me tell you what I've written for that blog uh, let's see here 
I always write on WordPress. So let's see here. And just as a reminder, my WordPress or my blog is josephmeyercreatives.com if anybody ever wants to go on there. Right? So my blog, one of the most recent ones, is Christian Nationalism, the Ruin of Christianity, How Politics Has Degraded What Jesus Meant. So very tough topic to write about something I've been I've been having on my heart for a while regret life choices and skinwalkers well that was a podcast um, oh this one triggered how evangelicals accept hate in politics and the church to meet their agenda in today's world another um, hot topic um, being a Christian doesn't give you a right to hate so you know you may looking at these last three topics and like Joseph, what those kind of go together, don't they? They're kind of a uh, a theme, and in a way, they are. Okay, as a Christian, somebody who's been a Christian since two thousand eight, you know, I'm not perfect. I've failed as a Christian at times. I've made mistakes. I've gone against God, and I've sinned like anybody else. You know, so it bothers me, it angers me to see how Christians today act. Okay? And some of the things that really bother me today is the direction of the church. The direction of how lead, pastor leaders lead their church, sometimes away from the Word of God into a more of a political realm of like, hey, you know what? You need to vote for this person. Which, to be honest, um, in most cases, you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to try to persuade a congregation to vote a certain way. And and although they do it, it's because they're a nonprofit. They're considered, I think, a 503c. So there there is a, a separation because they, you know, they don't they don't pay taxes in many cases. You know, um, so they shouldn't be getting political, right? Now, obviously, who am I to tell a mega 10,000-member church how their pastor or leadership is supposed to run their church, right? It's not my church. It's God's church, ultimately. It is. The, he leads people to lead it. And, you know, I can only say that in most cases, he may be pretty upset, disappointed in the way many churches are being run today, right? Many churches are, you know, prosperity churches meaning like hey you know what give us your money and then you're going to have prosperity you're going to get this you're going to get that you're going to have the blessings of god you just got to give 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 to us give us your money and that that wasn't god okay that has nothing to do with god yes god says the bible says we need to tithe you know and that is like our sacrifice to god every week okay or every month however you want to tithe um but that is part of our worship to god Okay, so it upsets me when you know there's a church that I used to attend um, that I attended for quite a few years, and everything seemed great until the pastor basically started going right wing, you know, you know, really promoting, you know, Trump in almost every sermon, and it, it, it although he infused the Bible in there talked about the word of god which is important 
he also threw his own two cents in there, right? About how Trump is the best, how Trump is the better, you know, leader, how we need to follow Trump, how we need to, you know, pray for him. And I do believe we need to pray for people. Don't get me wrong. But he shouldn't be telling us to follow him. You know, I get it. You know, one of the big problems with evangelicals and following political leadership is that, hey, you know what? They don't like Dems, Democrats. You know, in a way, they almost hate them because Democrats tend to go against everything that they may find that, you know, Republicans are supposed to be known for, right? Conservatism. Christian values, family values. And I'm not saying Democrats don't have that. Um, they're liberal in many cases. And so, you know, liberal liberalism is basically, you know, essentially almost fighting for causes that go against what the church may be considered sinful, like protecting gay people, LBGQ, LBGT community, right? protecting the human beings which you know what it, it on the surface it looks like almost like the church hates those people you know they hate it and, and although I'm not saying that everybody hates that group I don't they're people they're human beings like all of us they have their own lives they're God's creation God loves them but it just seems that in the years past the churches really turn their back on those who are in those communities instead of being a loving hand you know it's almost they given them a slap in the face unfortunately you know so so what what do people expect when you know when you have a certain group of people who yeah maybe they they're not christians maybe they don't intend to follow god maybe they don't believe in god but you know there's this idea is that Christians don't care Christians could care less about that group and it's not just other groups it, it not, it's not just that group it could be uh, minorities it could be African Americans Hispanics ethnic other ethnic cultures you know um, the church that I was attending which was in Chino Hills it's a very large church um, predominantly white upper class you know I'm not going to say there wasn't a mixed group of people like from different cultures. There was, but a majority was white people, to be honest with you, Caucasian. And not that there's anything wrong with that, you know? They have every right to serve there and be there as worship like anybody else. I'm just saying that there was an imbalance of, you know, you know, ethnicities there, okay? Um... So again, that's not the reason I left. It was actually one of my daughters. It was my daughter's favorite church to go to. Um, she loved going there. She loved going to the kids, you know, center or whatever you want to call it. And um, me and my wife would go to the, you know, services. And you know, I love being in that church. The pastor there, I, I, I fully understand, respect that he knows the word of God. That's no doubt in my mind. He knows it. I'm, I have no doubt that he loves God, you know. But you know, and I know we're all different in the in our belief systems, 
and what we fight for. But that's I wasn't going to sit there and listen to that. I'm there to listen to the Word of God. I'm not there to listen to somebody promote an agenda for Republicans. Okay. One thing that really ticked me off is when he would just bash the Dems all the time. You know, and I'm not saying the Dems are perfect. The Dems have their own flaws. They have their own ideology and what they believe in, what they're going to fight for. You know, are there Christian Democrats? Of course there are. Not every Christian is a Republican, although people like to believe that. They're not. You know, the the problem is that many people don't understand that people have to fight people have to pick their battles okay just like us in life right you know we could easily go out there and disagree with people and go shoot people and say you know I disagree with you bam you're done you know but we don't do that you know because we disagree with them you know um, we have to pick our battles and that's the same thing in in government right people have to pick their battles what are they going to fight for to try to make the largest impact are they going to are they going to, you know, fight about things that may, may not make a difference or may not matter? Probably not, right? You know, ultimately it's about respect. When there's respect between both parties, I'm not saying you have to agree with everything they say, but when there's respect, things work a lot better for everybody, right? And right now, I don't think there's any respect there. You know why? Because no one wants to work together. It's he, it's them, it's them versus them, right? It's Dems versus them, Democrats versus Republicans. And then it's Dems versus the president. Um, it's Dems versus Trumpers. It's Dems versus those who don't want to see, you know, don't, don't want Democrats in power, you know? And we, yeah, Democrats, I'm not saying I'm a Democrat. Um, I don't know. I really don't label myself, but I, I, I would consider myself more of an independent. There are both different sides when it comes to Democrats, Republicans, when it comes to their ideologies that I agree with, okay? Not everything, okay? You know, first and foremost, I'm a Christian. I believe in what God tells me, all right? I, that's what I believe in. I believe in the Bible, all right? So, and I try to follow the Bible to the best of my ability. All right? And the Bible has, is the wisest book I will ever have or know. Right? And I know people disagree with me about that. They'll say, hey, Joseph, I got this book right here. This book is great. This book gives me a lot of advice about self-help. Right? Well, yeah. You know? My self-help has come from the Bible. Okay? That's me. That may not be you out there. But that's me. It's because if you start to pick up the Bible, you start to really read it, which I encourage anybody to read it, at least read it. Don't put down the Bible until you read it. You know, people tend to do that. Ah, the Bible has no truth to it. It's just a, a, a book made by man and, you know, there's no truth to it. Well, have you ever read it? Oh, no. No, why not? I don't believe, you know, yeah, they can't find an excuse, right? So read the Bible. Just read it. Go through it. It's not that hard. People people want to make it seem harder than it is. There's tutorials. There's ver um, translations that are very much easier to read, you know. But um, if you want to start somewhere, start with the New King James, right? That's the best version that you could start with for any beginner, right? I know the 
New English is a little harder to read at first, but you'll get used to it, right? You know, it's important to, to, to think about that, right? Um, some of, let's see, some of the other stories, let's see here, that I've actually gone through in my blog, and I'm kind of trying to change the subject a little bit. So I, one of the, the biggest aspects of what I really love writing about was when I had stories about my childhood past, right? So I know for some of you, I've talked about my childhood, the rough upbringing at times by living with my grandfather, who I consider and relate and refer to as the devil, right? Because that's what he was like, all right? Um, but some of my other blogs that I really worked on was a series. One of them was called um, Stories from a Child's Past, Weekly Feature, and I had about 20 of them. And these stories detailed stories I wrote as a child. Um, I was probably between the ages of 10 and 12, and they had everything, and I'll give you some of the titles here. The Devil's Life Story, which, as you can imagine, it refers to a certain person. Um, the Velveteen Rabbit. All About Zugi. It's a child story. Uh, let's see what else. What else? I have a lot. I have so many here. <laughs> let's see. My Childhood Writing Through the Years, and that was the conclusion. John Adams and Abe Lincoln, hey. The Planets and Their Origin, The Evil Queen and the Dragon. One Evil Mother. <laughs> I try to make creative um, titles. So, My Mother's Life Story, which is just like what it sounds like about my mom. And something that... I take very passionately about that I encourage all of you to write is that if you have some involvement in your parents life and you may say that's a silly statement Joseph of course I have involvement well not everybody does right um, but if your mom and dad are there or even your mom your dad either one write about them write down their life story you know all too often when they pass do you know everything about your parents do you know certain things about them probably not and I'm not saying that you don't love them. Of course you do. But many times life gets a hold of you. And then you kind of want to learn things about your parents that you never learn about them. You never learn about, you know, things they grew up with, things they liked as a child. Um, how was their childhood? You know, did grandma and grandpa beat them? You know, who, who knows, you know? Um, I know it's a, a strange comment, but, you know, how did they grow up, right? And that's your history, that's your heritage and I think it's so important to write that down for future generations to know about right you know because that's how we lose our heritage sometimes is that I know you I'm not saying you lose your ancestry like you lose your ethnicity or you lose like oh I'm Irish you no know, you lose your heritage in the sense that you don't know where your history came from and I think that's so important and that's one of the biggest mistakes I, I think after my mom passed 
is I didn't really know her in that sense. So I tried my best to create stories from my childhood to try to remember her so that one day, you know, maybe my daughter will read about grandma and she'll read my stories and my blogs and hopefully one day my book, you know, who knows, right? But I, that's what I'm hoping for, you know. Um, this is me, a portrait of me, right? It's in reference to the song, This Is Me by The Greatest Showman. I love that movie. You know, it's a great soundtrack. And um, thinking about like the circus, right? And uh, although P.T. Barnum, you know, took advantage of those people in the name of prophets, right? But, you know, deep down... You know, I want to look into that story because many of those people who were in the circus, you know, that that was their their way of surviving, right? I know it doesn't make it right that we gawked at them, that people laughed at them, that people thought they were freaks and made fun of them, you know. Um, hell, we do that today, unfortunately, whether we believe it or not. People make fun of those people, and they exist out there, you know, people who are different, people who have not necessarily sicknesses they just have syndromes they have things that defects about themselves but you know society isn't kind to them so they just hide away you know um but in that movie you know you kind of look at some of those characters right you look at the bearded woman um you look at the dog man right the guy with the whole bunch of tattoos the albino one you know, uh, the two Chinese twins, I think that's what they are. So, some of those characters reference real-life people, you know. And I think it's interesting to kind of know who those people are. And I think, you know, I've been really meaning to, like, write something about those people. Write a, uh, get going on my next series for the circus blog. The circus series, you know, that would be great. And uh, I just need to push myself to start, you know. I find, you know, all those characters had lives. And I'm sure there's a lot of books out there about the circus, life in the circus, where the circus began. And I've even seen documentaries about the circus. Um, and they're quite interesting about the history, you know. Um, so I, I really am probably going to write that next, right. I really feel it's, a, it's something on my heart I really want to write about, right. Um, other stories that I wrote about Oliver Twist with a twist, which was really about a, a a story that I wrote, but it was in reference to a cartoon, Oliver and Company, right? The Disney movie, right? Um, I wrote one called Fear, Hate, and Dignity: Opening Our Heart to End Hate and Fear, Keep Dignity and Respect. So you can see there's a theme there, you know, opening our heart to end hate, right? You know, that's what we should all be doing: stopping hate in our lives cryptozoology my love of the weird and unexplained that was one of my favorite actually I like to always go back in history here so let's say we're on the 25th right so the last thing I wrote which was one year ago well I not and that this is what I wrote in that time one year ago on July 23rd and 27th so I wrote on July 23rd, I wrote Metropolis and the Reflections of Today from the 1927 film by Fritz Lang. So if anybody have ever seen that movie, I highly recommend the movie Metro Metropolis. 
um, it's it is a black and white silent film from 1927. Um, it reflects a, a an incredible story, and just some of the the motion picture, the the dialogue, the acting involved in that piece was so incredible, and I think it was well before it past its time right so there was things in that movie that reflect even today it's kind of scary you know just how we treat people how corporate America tends to rule over people how people are almost in a in a slavery to to corporate America as you know trying to survive and how corporate America has a grip on society right um, the other story I wrote was one of my weekly features, stories from a child's past, The Lizard and the Secret Pond, right? So I, I've tried to write a lot of stories. Um, some of them are pieces about, you know, not just creative stories. Some of them included Bigfoot, Paranormal, um, some moments that, you know, really changed my life, like last year, the end of my teaching which was at I worked at for a college called Mount Sierra where they the school just up and closed one day you know pretty traumatic for me because I was there for almost eight and a half years and that really affected me you know uh, love writing about paranormal things you know saying goodbye to the evil house that was on July 5th so that was about the house I was living in before I moved to the city I'm at now. Homelessness, the sad reality, don't look away, they're human too, right? So you can see there's just a lot of things I write about, pieces that I try to bring attention to. And, you know, I post it on Twitter and Facebook. And I don't, I don't usually post anything other than my stories. You know, I, I try not to make it very personal on Facebook. You know, just my stories mostly. But thinking about, you know, what's going on today, you know, thinking about, you know, what's important to talk about here on the podcast. And some of you may be listening and saying, hey, Joseph, you haven't talked about anything today. What's your topic? <laughs> you know, um, sometimes it's um, talking about just talk, right? That's what people do, right? Just talk about different things, right? Talk about politics. Talk about religion. Talk about writing. Um, entertainment, right? Well, hey, you want to talk about entertainment? Okay. You know? What is what is there out there that's, being, that's entertaining us, right? Everything's closed right now, right? One book I really want to talk about that I'm reading right now is actually called The Good Neighbor. The Life and Work of Fred Rogers by Maxwell King. So most of you who are Generation X, Baby Boomers, not sure about Generation Z or Millennials, um, you may know who um, Fred Rogers is or was. You know, he passed away in 2002 or three, um, But he was really a pioneer in children's and educational entertainment, right? And I'm actually not really halfway through. Maybe I could be about halfway through, but just reading about his life, where he came from. Um, he actually, which many probably don't know this, he actually came from a very, very wealthy family. He grew up rich. He was rich. 
basically, in Pennsylvania. And um, he was the only child, but his parents adopted a stepsister for him when I think, you know, he was 11 years old. Um, he always had an interest in music. That was his passion. But his interest was always in children and educating them and providing some form of entertainment that was um, valuable to them instead of what was on TV at the time. You know, and again, TV was still very new. I mean, when Mr. Rogers fully came into, you know, existence as far as Mr. Rogers' neighborhood is probably the 1960s. But prior to that, um, he worked on shows and television, public television, that were black and white. Many of them were short snippets, like about 15 minutes long, where he 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 had little programs. But ultimately, what he tried to do throughout his career is be an educator right and um, he's a very intelligent man you know um, he worked hard I mean to be honest I'm not saying he didn't work hard but he lived a life of privilege to be honest he had things that many people wouldn't have or don't have but you know what he was very humble about that you know ultimately the most important aspects of him is he was a he was a Presbyterian minister and he went to school. He got his, um, I think he got his master's, you know, in theology. Um, so reading about his, him, reading about his perfection as a man, you know, I'm, I'm, I know no person, human being is perfect. But looking at this book I'm reading, he, he seems pretty perfect right now, okay? Oh, on, on paper, at least. Um, so I encourage anybody to read that book um i i do tend to read other books too fiction a lot more um i read the chain by adrian mcginty thought it was decently written now he's been writing for many years um you know i he has talent you know that i think they just bought the rights to it for a movie by universal so it's going to be a movie eventually right um but he was an interesting story because he wrote for close to 20 years and he pretty much gave up at a certain point. And um, he was almost homeless until he reached out to a, another author by the name of Don Winslow. And he's a crime writer, which is also what Adrian McGinty is. They write crime novels and um, encouraged him and even helped him. You know, I'm like, I wish I had a friend like that, right? Um, right now I'm just trying to get this one book finished my first book and um, the thing about that book is it's it's my book is a little frustrating because I wrote it like close to two years ago and there is a pandemic theme involved and it ticked me off because now that with everything going on is anybody going to want to read about my book eventually is anyone going to want to read about another pandemic when we just went through a year of it, so to speak? I don't know. I hope I'm going to try to make it the best book I can. And, you know, every every author, every person who writes something puts a lot of time and energy into their book, wants people to read it, right? Because there's a, whatever aspect, there's something about the book I wrote. We're all unique. We all have our own ideas. Yes, yeah, sometimes we take things from other authors, movies, other forms of media. We infuse it into our book. And because 
You know, and there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. We don't plagiarize. That's one thing you don't do. It's your own ideas. And I'm something I will never do. But this book is kind of one of those situations where it's like, geez, my goodness. I am editing it as we speak. It's about 430 pages. Oh my God. You know, that thing took me a long time to write. And at first I just wrote, 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 wrote. I just wrote it. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm what you call a panster. So a panster is somebody who just writes. They don't have like a, an outline. They don't have anything really formal put together. Like, oh, this is, this is the character. This is who he is. You know, and I created characters, obviously. Um, and that book took me just to write the first draft. Took me about nine months because I was very consistent in writing it. I wrote almost every single day. And it was hard to write. And it was hard to be that creative at times because I had to really get the cobwebs out of my brain to write that story. And whatever triggered me to write that book, there's one gentleman I worked with in my previous company. His name was Bob. Bob is also a writer. He mostly writes screenplays, he also writes creatively, um, but he encouraged me. He encouraged me because he said, oh, you're a writer. Well, why don't you write? And I said, you know, I, I thought about it. I said, yeah, why don't I write? So that was the point that um, that I started to put together my blog for the first time, which was back in June of last year. Um, I've been writing for over a year now, which, can you believe it? <laughs> um and I'm very thankful to him. I consider him a friend. And um, he's encouraged me throughout the way. And he's even he even has a movie that he wrote. It's with it's I think it went to straight to D V D, but it was with Samuel Jackson, I think. I, I, I forget. I have to ask him again, but um, I think he has an IMDB page as well. So people have encouraged me. Um I don't know a lot of writers. It just so happens that even a new coworker in my new company now, he's actually a writer. He lives in Oregon. Um, and that's one thing I want to talk about too. So he lives in Oregon. He's also a writer. He's a trainer. Um, really energetic kind of guy. Young, Younger than me actually, but energetic. And I think he writes fantasy. And he also writes children's books. So... Um, one of the amazing things about this company is they have a very strong organ base and they have um, another uh, headquarters in uh, Costa Mesa um, and they also have some other locations but the interesting thing is a lot of my co-workers trainers are in Oregon they live out of Portland Ocean City um, area so it's interesting to, to see that because Oregon has always been where my heart is at times. It's always been a place that I've loved. And I've only been there one time. And that was many years ago when I was going to interview it for a job because I was planning to actually move from California to Oregon. And I was going to take a credit union job because that's the industry that I was in. And I was going to take it. And I actually got hired. But 
financially, it was a very difficult time. I had a lot of bills. I had a lot of debt. I didn't really have a lot of savings. And I, I said to myself, Joseph, even though I got hired and and I really want to go, I, t- I ended up turning down the position. And it killed me to this day because I, I had that opportunity. Um, suffice to say, about a few months later, my mom passed away, you know, and um, of that year. So I guess I'm thankful I didn't move, you know. But Oregon is really where I want to go. I love Oregon. I love the trees. I love the environment. I love being there. I was in Astoria, home of the Goonies, Kindergarten Cop, and a variety of other Prime movies that were made there. But those are my two favorite. And um, my uncle lives there. He lives in Beaverton. He works in a hospital. And um, so there's some roots there. But to be honest, if I could go back, I probably would have moved to Oregon 10 years ago, to be honest. But shoulda, coulda, woulda, right? You know, we never know what's going to happen. They could always transfer me over there to Oregon, and I would love it. I would definitely probably take it. Who knows? I would be hurting because my sister lives here. And, you know, she loves us. She's been there for us. And she loves our niece, her niece, my daughter. And she would surely miss her. But um, but Oregon is a lot lower cost of living over there. Um, it is very different, you know. So, who knows, right? But um, we'll see where we go from there. It could be a few years. It would be nice to buy a house or a condo or townhouse. I don't know if I can afford a house, (laughs) to be honest. Not in California, you know. You better have some excellent, really, really good income if you want to have a house here. So, um, but I am tired of California, to be honest. I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of the traffic. I'm tired of the cost. You know, I could care less if there's Disneyland here. You know, I, I want to be in the mountains. I want to be living, looking for Bigfoot. And I know that's silly to say, but I will truly, that's what I really want to look for. <laughs> you know, I want to go searching. I, I just want to be out there, you know. And although we have mountains here in California and they're close here in the San Bernardino Mountains, you know, obviously right now, in the in summer I'm probably not going to go wanting to go hiking out there you know it's probably killer heat out there but but who knows where the future will go right for those of you who listen and who live in Oregon I know things are pretty crazy out there right now especially in Portland and the protests and we have our own protests that we've been going through in California and Los Angeles and you know the world is in protest the world is up in arms right now over what's going on with this pandemic with governments, with everything taking place. Because, again, not to get back into politics, when things of this situation and magnitude take place, corporations, bureaucracies, governments tend to try to take advantage of the situation. And the only way they can do that is by taking advantage of their people, right? And we're, we're no different here. Our 
Republicans, our government is trying to do that as we speak, you know. Hopefully nothing ever takes place like that, you know. But um, only time will tell, right? So where do we go off from here today? I know I didn't really have any music for all of you here today, so you had to listen to my voice. You had to listen to everything I had to say with no music, no background, and I'm sorry. I promise next week I will have some music. <laughs> um, I'm just really like normally I just record off my phone with my earplugs and then go from there. Um, here I'm just going off my computer voice recorder and I'm going to upload it. So I, um, Podbean is doesn't really offer the kind of the same features as like on the app in a way unless I missed it somewhere but um, I am going to try everything in my best to to um, to have some music for you guys next week all right I assure you guys that um, what else can we say other than that everybody you know hopefully everyone's gonna have a great week have a great weekend really think about this what's going on today be safe out there be safe of where you go wear a mask keep your distance be respectful protest but protest peacefully you know and I know that's hard to say because there are many people who who, who protest but they don't have the intention of just protesting they have the intention of causing destruction, destroying things, property. That's not protesting. That's almost like anarchy. Okay? And I don't agree with that. I know we're angry. I know people are upset. I know people want change. I know people are fed up with what's going on in our culture. But there are good ways and bad ways to go about it. Okay? And if we go about it the wrong way, then there's going to be repercussions. There's going to be people out there who are going to hurt us. There are going to be people out there who are going to take it upon themselves to try to hurt those who are trying to do a good thing. And that's exactly kind of what we see out there. Yeah, you see protesters getting beaten with batons by the Gestapo out there, Trump's Gestapos, you know, and... Um, federal agents that have no form of identification they just are in army fatigues or whatever you want to call them you know gassing people firing rubber bullets at people you know yeah that that's that's really going to help right that's really going to make things better in our society by by angering society right by mimicking you know things in the past of how people were affected such as you know Nazism you know Gestapo's you know it, it's it's pretty scary time right now you know heck just stay home for crying out loud I know we don't want to stay home no one wants to stay home people are I'm, I'm tired of staying home I want to get out there. I want to go to the beach. I want to go to the park. I want to go to the mountains. I want to go eat in restaurants. I want to go drink in a bar. Okay, great. We'll go. It's free country, right? 
but know that you are putting yourself at risk and you could be putting others at risk by selfishness right you know no one's trying to take our liberties away what's being taken away is our, our freedom in a sense because of pandemic that we failed as a country to try to get under control early on okay so if you want to blame somebody blame our government you know blame them blame our president he f dropped the ball but he's not the only one obviously you know there's been certain parts that have been trying to help and make things better and try to alleviate the pain like the democrats who have tried to you know help those who need financial help you know but unfortunately they had a compromise with that whole damn um bailout situation with the 500 billion dollars which we're, we're never going to see that money again we don't even know who's got that money you know and that's the most infuriating thing is no transparency right there's a lot that goes on that people are just you know upset about so where do we go from here you know what try to relax <sighs> breathe breathe everybody just breathe meditate sit in front of the tube drink a, a pop a soda drink a beer out relax you know, don't you know some everybody's probably getting drunk out there today you know <laughs> because of what's going on in the world you know if that's how you're going to self-cope you know it's not really the best way but if that's how you're going to deal with this situation then that's how you're going to deal with it my position is different I choose to stay alert make sure that I understand what's going on in the world not try to have the wool pulled over our eyes by the media by social media Facebook Twitter whatever you're on be weary be cautious of what's out there and I'm not trying to strike panic in anybody but there are bad actors out there who are generally trying to fill our heads with garbage fill our heads with disinformation and many people are taking it hook line and sinker right instead of doing your research finding how true it is putting down the damn phone putting down Facebook putting down Twitter stop watching Fox stop watching CNN stop watching one network put those away spend time with your family with your kids for once and see where your life goes from there see how much better your life will have in peace now if you're going through hardships like many are like unemployment pray for you man and woman you need it you may not believe in God but I hope then during this time that you do believe in God that you do believe in something that of a higher power that is willing and is there to help you which is Jesus and Jesus loves you and Jesus is your rock many people don't want to believe that and that's their belief system you know we all have a belief system in this world right you know you may say I'm an atheist well you know you may say you're an atheist that you don't believe in God well you have a belief system you don't believe in God you have a belief system 
for whatever reason you don't believe there's a God okay you have your own arguments to why there's not a God right we have a belief system in other things and I always take this from a pastor we have a belief in when we get in our cars every day the seatbelt that we put on is going to save our life because we have a belief it's it's meant to save our lives right and it will okay because research has told us that it will and because you've probably seen people who don't wear a seatbelt and go right through the windshield when there's an accident while those who have a seatbelt pretty much stay intact they may be somewhat busted up but at least they're they're still alive some people don't get to don't live through being thrown through a windshield right so but we all have a belief system right you know I, I could easily say hey you know what my belief system is better than yours because I'm a Christian and I'm a believer my God is better than yours right now I, I would never offend anybody like that right everybody has a belief system if you believe in whoever you believe in right Muhammad um, Ganesh Hinduism whatever you believe in and some of those I may be wrong because I'm not really informed but um, Judaism you know Mormon Mormonism whatever you believe in you have a belief system for whatever reason you believe right you believe in your God I believe in my God I believe in God Jesus alright and although Christianity is supposed to tell you you know what you know what Jesus is a true God and that's what I believe but I'm not here to offend you you need to discover that on your own but I will tell you that Jesus loves you I will tell you that he died for your sins our sins on the cross he was perfect he was a perfect man and learn more about him because you will fall in love with Jesus and see how much he cares for you and how much he wants to be there for you and us in this life now the problem is that people have a problem with God because of what's going on in the world hey if Jesus loved us why are we going through a pandemic Jesus loves us why do there murder in the streets Jesus loves us why do we have racism and hate and um, things of that nature well you know what yes Jesus loves us but Jesus gave us choice and God gave us choice free will so we have a free will not to do bad things we have a free will to do good things we have a free will to love him Jesus doesn't want robots he doesn't want people to be forced to love him that's not love many people want to force you to love them honor them praise them kings and queens you know emperors they want you to love them you know unconditionally for what no that's not no that's not who Jesus is Jesus gives us a choice now if you choose when the time comes hey you know what you didn't honor Jesus you don't want to be a part of Jesus you don't want anything to do with Jesus yeah well you will we'll all see one day where we go heaven or hell right and they and those exist right and that's why politics and religion <laughs> you know um, very hard topics to talk about very sensitive topics very divisive topics to people because many people are unwilling to listen many people are unwilling to sit down and have a discussion and the thing about having discussions is that one person always wants to be right 
Okay. Whether it's politics, religion, how to live someone's life. And we need to just listen. We need to close our mouth and listen to people and respect what they say. We don't have to agree with it. We just have to say, hey, you know what? We'll choose to agree to disagree, right? And let me tell you about Jesus. Let me let me hear what you have to say. You know, and it, and it goes from there with that discussion, right? That's what we should be doing. Having a discussion. Many people don't want to. So everybody, as we come to the conclusion of another episode of Just Talk with Joe Meyer, I know we didn't focus on just one topic today, but a variety of topics. Thank you for joining me. I look forward to next week with you with some much-needed music, <laughs> some levity. Um, probably pronouncing that wrong, but um, to my next show. And I'm um, just wishing everybody a great weekend. Stay blessed. Be safe. Wear your mask. And don't go out unless you have to. You know, in reality. You know, we're not out of the woods yet, people. And we will be eventually. But um, one of the saddest things is that just many people who have been dying, you know, um, today. You know, so we've had a, quite a few celebrities that's passed away you know i don't want to make my podcast about them because they've lived a, many of them lived a long life they have a wealth of years popularity money a lot a lot more than what i have but i have god i have my family i have my writing and uh you know i have you all of you here to listen to me so um thank you for listening once again and uh you just Leaving you here with Just a Talk with Joe Meyer. Have a great evening and a great weekend.